Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow pow pow! I'm Sam Delaney, so what? At the end of the day, so what? So what? Bit of elaboration there on the uh, tried and trusted catchphrase. It doesn't matter. At the end of the the day, so what? (laughs) End of the day, mate, don't matter, does it? Yeah, Whether I'm I'm Sam Delaney... Or Uncle Tom Cobbley. Mate, no odds. <laughs> uh, at the end of the what? day, all we are is a, a sequence of vibrating cells, all of which are connected. If there's one thing I'm sure of above everything else, it's that the world is burning right now. So, <laughs> you know, we're all on borrowed time. Uh, let me tell you something, right? When you are burning, right, when your ass is on fire, right, Actual and you fire. can see your old rig going up in flames, yep. the lot, the telly, yep. The sound bar, yep. even the Nespresso machine, the teapots, your slippers, everything you hold dear in life, all, all even the, the kiddies. DVDs you never got out of watching. Yeah, all of it on fire, right? <laughs> the last thing you are going to be bothered about is what your fucking name is. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to be going, oh, oh, fireman, help me, I'm over here. My I've, been trapped. I've been trapped under a, my fridge. My fridge is on fire, which is an irony in itself, and it has collapsed on me. My name, yes, it is Sam Delaney. <laughs> They're not going to go, we're coming for you, what's your name, what's your full name? <laughs> Mate, that makes no fucking odds. The point is, I am a human being, and, when, and I am burning. And when that rig is ablaze, do not attempt a salvage operation, just get out of there. Just get no. the fuck out. Don't worry about the stuff. It's only things. Things can be replaced. Things, limbs, things. Well, I said that. Said and skin cannot be replaced. DVD <laughs> can. Dental records may be all that is left of you. And why? Because you had to go back for that sodding teapot. All right, it's got an internal filter system. It is very convenient in the mornings. But a teapot is a teapot. There are other teapots in this world. And I'm assured, I'm assuming that you're insured, so you can always yeah. get another one. There we are. Um, so, here we are then, Sunday night, uh, contemplating the end of the world, and that's all burning. Yeah, in a well, great big sort of human oven. It is. There's no denying it. Yeah, it's going to happen because <clears> I tell you why. Never mind just the fires in in Australia, which are obviously an awful tragedy that the whole world should be sympathetic towards and Mm. also very fucking worried about. Horrified, yeah. I was round my mother-in-law's earlier, and not one, not two, but three roses have bloomed in her garden. It is Yeah. Someone else said something similar up north. I saw someone. A yellow one and I think a pink one. And they were very beautiful. But then I was like... 
I contemplated the beauty only momentarily, yeah. Andy. And then that mild, the joy that came from the beauty mm. quickly descended, mm. crumbled. It was tempered, almost. It was tempered by a sense of lurking anxiety about mm-hmm. the future of our planet. Yeah. I said to her, I said to my mother-in-law, when do those roses ordinarily bloom? She said, around June. Fuck. I said, we are fucked. Yeah, we are. It's a beautiful, beautiful warning. And do you know what happened? When she said June, do Mm -hmm. you know what happened? No. We both fell silent. And then a single tear rolled down my face. (laughs) I can imagine that, yeah. And that was, and we didn't need to say anything. Nothing else needed to be said. I was like a Native American chief Mm -hmm. who sees a big Cadillac driven by a man in a cowboy hat with horns on the front like J.R. Horns on the front, of course, yeah. Driving through his Red Indian, uh, sorry, his Native American (laughs) reef. Yeah. uh, Throwing like a a, a McDonald's wrapper out the window as he goes by. Mm -hmm. And a single tear rolls down. Single tear. Similar sort of deal. That's what I was like when yeah. the roses bloomed. Yeah, the roses Ooh, are... When um, the roses bloomed is a great name for a novel, isn't it? It is. A or novel like about the end of the world. Yeah. My, Sam Delaney's new <laughs> searing commentary set in the near future in which the world is ablaze. It's when the be... roses bloomed, an early tip for the Booker Longlist. It's going to be... <laughs> Sam Delaney, previously just known for his profane outpourings of, <laughs> on do, a podcast. You'll have to do your um, Booker or not Booker quiz again that you did last year. Oh, that was, that was good, good. wasn't it? Yeah, I that. That was good, and that would be brilliant when the roses bloomed. I reckon you'd have yeah. fallen for that one. I would have done, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be this century's threads, I reckon, when the roses bloomed. Yeah. It'll start off as great. a book, then it'll be a film. If, if, of course, you get around to doing it before the world burns. I better well, get writing quick. I might start tonight. In Just fact, not- on tomorrow's episode on Mailbag, I might read you a bit of chapter one. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> when the roses bloomed, what's this fucking space? And there we are. And I've also solved the problem about coming up with a title for this episode as well. <laughs> How's that done? Oh, we're taking care of business here. No problem. So, um, where are we? It's um, it's Sunday evening. It might be Monday morning if you don't give us money every month. You've got to wait a little bit longer. That's how it is. Uh, the uh, the weekend's football, Sam, not great for you. Oh, Friday night was horrible, mate. Do you have any any opinions or I, thoughts I have on that? Some, do you want to hear my... VAR opinions! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is there to be said about VAR that hasn't been said already? It's ruining the game. Mm-hmm. What I felt about... It was a t- it was a really boring game. Our game against Sheffield United. I doubt you bothered watching it. Turned it off. But I put it, uh, it, 1989 it, top of the pops on instead. Much better option. Yeah. Unless I had an emotional attachment to <laughs> one of the, the same, clubs, yeah. I'd have done the exact same thing. And it was a terrible game. And they were one 0 up due to a goalkeeping error. And then fucking Declan Rice charges through midfield. He reminded me of Brian Robson in his pomp. Yeah, it right. was great to see. Yeah, I saw it, it on it the. It was catch amazing. It was like. Do you remember a goal in the 1988 Euros when we were getting battered by Holland? Mm. Holland it was the great Holland team yeah. of Hullet and Rijkaard. And, two, and they, they were 2-0 up. 
Mm. And then we thought foolishly that we might still be in the game. And Brian Robson scored this amazing goal yes. where he just sort of charged. Mm. He got the ball and he just literally charged. He just kind of went, I in... am going to score a goal now. Yeah. Because that's what I think we he need. played a bit of a one two with someone. He, he charged towards the penalty area, played a one two in the area, it came back to him, bobbled a bit, and he got it in. And he just ran off like, come on. And it was like, quintessential robber yeah. that to me that's like the quintessential robber goal and Declan Rice really reminded me of that because it was like a force of will yeah. he just sort of got the ball and he said no this will not stand we will equalise mm. and it was a beautiful assist Snodgrass finished it and I swear to God it touched his hand we, yeah but we had everyone had celebrated right everyone had celebrated the players had gone mad our away sport got mad. Someone, some poor bastards, run on the pitch and got an automatic like life ban yeah. for a goal wasn't. that wasn't <laughs> bloody allowed. I mean, imagine how he feels, right? And then, um, the, and you could tell even the commentators were hesitant mm. about confirming the goal because why wouldn't they be? It's a nightmare for those bastards. And they can't take a quick look to make sure there's no hint of offside. Again, definitely yeah, there onside. was nothing you could see that we're, was wrong with it, was there? It was. It was. The, it, we'd continued with the game, and then suddenly, some fucking Lampard mm-hmm. up in who knows where, in some sort of video rig inside a fucking dormant volcano on the other side of the world. Yep. Wait, <laughs> the goal will not stand. I have found a transgression. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking Ming the Merciless. <laughs> I am here to destroy all the fun and joy. I have you know spotted what? a minor transgression ten seconds you know before the goal. Do? On the big screen where it says VAR decision yeah. or await VAR decision, they should cut, right? And it should just be a hand that's like a really sinister claw-like mm. hand. A bit like the Emperor's hands mm. in The Rise of Skywalker or like Ming the Merciless. It should be a, a sort of a weird bony hand yeah. with a with a mysterious huge ring that looks like it yeah. may possess powers on it. And all you see is a close-up of it on the arm of a throne and there's a big red glowing button yeah. and the finger hovers yeah. over <laughs> the button. And then there is... And everyone looks with tenterhooks <laughs> and slowly the finger goes towards the button, the button and at last minute it either curls back into his claw yeah. or it presses the button. <laughs> It would make it so it exciting. Much, much better. It would be more tolerable. Yeah. But the fucking just decision, there, not knowing that that decision was fucking ridiculous. I know it's the letter of the law and all that, but if it touches a hand at any point in the build-up will goal, but I mean, what was he fifty yards out when that happened, and the ball was kind of nodded down against his arm? Yeah, Fuck yeah, off. and it didn't even really change the trajectory no, of the, of the mean, ball. But but the thing is, right? There's two. There's two things. Should it? by the laws of the game have been disallowed well yeah it should have been but that that it tells us two things about the way the game is at the moment one is that is a stupid rule that shouldn't exist and secondly VAR is a load of bullshit irrespective of the rule it's reviewing yeah right VAR ruins the game even if it had been a blatant handball and he cheated we just don't want VAR either way no we don't want VAR because it is ruined the, ruining the greatest moments, the whole reason you watch football, which is those yeah. grand moments of euphoria, they have been ruined forever. Yeah. Every yeah. single one. Because even a goal that is, goes in and is not subject to VAR, 
we still cannot celebrate. No, they're still it. all subject to fault. It's automatic, isn't it? It's like we, yeah. it, it, it's it's like a goal goes in and then the process begins. The the bony hand then presses yeah. its buttons and all this, and it now says, "Right, oh. we're now going to forensically look back at that goal and try and find some kind of transgression." Pathetic. We're going to try and ruin that that joyous moment for you. Yeah, that's what Pathetic. it boils down to. By the way, though. <clears throat> If you go off when the roses bloomed, you could consider the bony hand as a different, as an alternative title, if necessary. Maybe, aka the bony hand. The bony hand. Two, two features of a dystopian near future that we have outlined, and we yes. are only about ten minutes into we the are. episode. And it's Sunday evening as well, and, and we've got a, a near future. Thing. Is it? Remember last year when I got really into the books of John Wyndham? Yes, like Day of the Triffids yeah. and the Chrysalis and all that. This is very like that when the roses yeah, bloom, so. the bony hand, near future dystopias, yeah. and all too real, Andy. All in too fact, real. It already feels very fucking Netflix. Sam. It, the, well, as our jingle says, the future is now. Yeah. This is the time machine. The future is now. Um, Friday night. I just want to mention this. I, I got myself nice and drunk. Lovely. On Friday night, drunky drunk I was. Yeah, um, I didn't have any kids in the house. They were both Best at their mothers. Best type of drunk. Best type of drunkenness is kidless drunkenness. Kidless solo drunkenness. From my memory, yeah. I thought <laughs> I haven't got the kids. Uh, you could run around the house in your pants, could, kicking yeah, your legs around like dog, you like. Just me and the dog yeah. having a game of balloon football. We were, uh, and I just thought, right, it's very rare. That I'm, I'm kidless, so I'm going to get drunky drunk. And Great. I, uh, I watched a bit of football. Watched a bit of top the pops. Uh, I can't remember what else was on after that. Some documentary about fucking music in Scotland. And then at 1.30am, I was perusing Sky On Demand and I found a documentary about the Beatles I'd never seen before. So that wow. took me through to 3.30am. And then I fell asleep on the city. Hey! What angle did it address uh, the Beatles it was from? It was about Apple, the company. Apple, oh, the Apple Core. So it was about the record label they had and also the boutique and how it all went tits up and how they lost a load of money. So it's really good. But did that did that play any role in the sort of um, fractured relationship between them all? Oh yeah, of course it did. It was it, it all. I mean, it all went wrong when Brian Epstein died, and yeah. then they were managerless and rudderless. And they was he the, was he the glue that helped. He them was. Together? He was. And then they started Apple and uh, they got distracted by doing that. And of course, nobody knew how to run it properly. So yeah, yeah, it was that was a good couple of hours, and then it was th- half three, and I fell asleep. Brilliant, really enjoyed it. Paul, Paul, have you done this month's VAT return? <laughs> no, I thought it was no, I haven't actually, because I've been busy writing our next number one song, Penny Lane. <laughs> ah well, luckily I, John Lennon, have been looking into our. Uh, our corporate insurance policy, <laughs> and I think I've got us a better deal. <laughs> That's pretty much how the Beatles fell apart, yeah. Yeah, and then George Harrison is like, hey, man, stop worrying about Just all that Just take some stuff. LSD. Take <laughs> some go LSD. Away. I've looked into downsizing our office space. <laughs> Rather than lease this space, there is a rental arrangement with a shared working space. It's all open plan. It's all open plan, right? And we might, it's in London, we might have to share with some other medium-sized and small startups. <laughs> but um, 
It's great. Apparently, there's a great conviviality <laughs> there, and there's lots they've of got, uh, they do. You know, they lay on sort of dues where everyone socials. If you they've like, they've got what's called a breakout area, and anyone <laughs> anyone can congregate there. Yeah. <coughs> oh, does it have free? Does it have free tea and coffee, George? <laughs> I don't know. I don't drink that. <laughs> I don't drink caffeine. It's, it's not free. There's a monthly premium to pay, but. You can generally have as much as you want. <laughs> People turn a blind eye. <laughs> but I will say this, though. If you're going to take your pack lunch in in a Tupperware box, put your name on a label on it. Because there's, there's, there's greedy hands. There's greedy hands in that kitchen. And I don't know who Lenin's it is. like, I don't like this. I don't like the sound of it at all. And nor does Yoko. I've run it past her. And she says she doesn't like the place. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how the Beatles ended. So that was my Friday night. Yeah, drunk, he drunk. Jalapeño. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. And then Sunderland won 4-0 on Saturday. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Sunderland thrashed high-flying Wickham We did, the league leaders, and now... It it makes no sense. What happened? We've it is all clicked into place mysteriously over the past couple of weeks. Oh, so suddenly you like Phil Parkinson. I always have. I don't think I've ever said anything <laughs> against Phil Parkinson. I've always thought he was a very, very wise and shrewd manager. Build a statue of him. <laughs> but we are now well, sometimes... get this right. Get this. We are now six points off the top of the table with a ga- with a game I... in hand. I had a good look, yeah. and I was thinking, well, Andy's going to have to eat his words here. I don't mind that. You've got to understand, mate, it takes a while for a manager to get his philosophy across to the players. Does. Yeah, of course <laughs> it does. It takes that a bonks. while for it to get to get across. Yeah. yeah, it took him about three months, but it looks like and it's And he knew it out. would click in in the end, and now it clicks in. And I, I went and had a quick look after the match at my, uh, at my local online bookmaker app. Yeah. And even though we're sixth in the table, it had us as eighth favourites to win the league. At fourteen to one, because they don't think. Yeah, I mean that's definitely worth a flat. I've had twenty quid if on you're it. You're only six points off. Yeah, it's an insult actually that they're giving you fourteen well, to I, one, I, especially as you're the biggest club in the division. I took by it some way. I took it, and if I do have to yeah. eat me words, I'll make sure that they're garnished in lots of fine, um, fine ingredients and washed down with some yeah. champagne. So yeah, I'll fucking cook them in <laughs> bloody champagne. Can't lose. Boil it up, can't which lose. is a waste. Yeah. So uh, prediction-wise, quite a quiet weekend for all of us, really. Uh, you got four. You were top of the league for the week. I got two, and ResultBot got four as well. So uh, I'm on 109 now. You're on 97. ResultBot's on 83. So big gaps between us all there, but it's all to play for. Just remember, this time last year at Christmas, I was uh, second and sometimes third, and it all turned around from January it onwards did. for me. I mean, you're your own worst enemy this season because you keep predicting West Ham wins, but maybe you'll learn from that. 
Not sure. I think I predicted a lot of West Ham wins. West Ham weren't always in the predictions last year. No, that's true. Now we've changed yeah, the rules, so they're always in the predictions. And that ham that that, that is a hamstring to me. It's hamstrung me, I should say. It's not hamstring to me. Even I've been hamstrung. You have quite literally. Um, well, there was stuff we were going to talk about, wasn't it? Do you want to mention Four Four Two Magazine because there's a very special edition coming well, out this the week, isn't it? The cover of Four Four Two Magazine is absolutely the best magazine cover of all time. <laughs> it should win every magazine award ever. It's a Euro '96 special. I love the idea of this because there's no anniversary at all. No, there is no point to it. That's, That's what I like. I get to stop and think. Usually, yeah, I'm like, hang on, yeah. it's, it's 23. That's like, not a thing. It's completely randomly. Yeah, completely randomly. They've gone. Let's do a Euro '96 special. And why the hell not? And the cover is beautiful. It just says Euro '96. It's a, a wonderful, mm. exciting collage of the greatest summer of our yeah. or anyone else's lives. And uh, it's got a huge deep dive into Euro '96 with interviews with a lot of the players and other peripheral figures from the time. And as you, I mean, I haven't read through it all now because I only bought it yesterday. But I'm so excited. And then on top of that, I didn't even know. But ages and ages ago, um, when our mate James was editing Four Four Two, he asked me to write a best and worst of West Ham. I think you did the same. For I haven't got around doing you it yet. At least asked to, but didn't do it. Yeah. And then I did it, and then James left the magazine. I forgot about it. And then the editor tweeted, "Oh yeah, your piece is in the new editor." So on top of it being Euro 96, which is like effectively my dream mm. magazine, a magazine devoted to my favourite ever time in human history, it's also got an article I wrote in there about my best and worst West Hams ever. So all in all, it's a, it's the best. I just think you've got to go out down Smith's and buy it. I think the, um, I think the 442 team, if you like, are secret fans of this podcast and of you. And they've put together this, this edition this issue, especially for me. just for you, put you in it, and they've made it about your favourite thing. So that's what I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, it looks great. It's almost as good as the issue when they did a big feature on Atletico Mints, the popular yes. football podcast. Yes, that was good with a huge, so about six huge photograph of my potato big face, yeah. filling a whole page. Marvelous. That was good. Another good issue. Marvelous thing. Not as, not quite as good as the Euro '96 issue, but good. Yeah. And while I'm talking Atletico Mints, we've got live show tickets going on sale this week. But you've if got you're to join a subscriber, Parsnips. what? You got to join Parsnips. Got to join Parsnips for pre-sale, yeah. So we've right. got Newcastle, Liverpool, Leeds, London going on sale this week. I think um, Edinburgh, Glasgow. I'm not joining Parsnips because you've put me on the list for a London show yeah, for I free. Have. You're in the so back row, but wasted, yeah. it would be wasted money. It would. It would. But never mind. You consider. I'm hoping to get. I was thinking about, and I was thinking, hopefully, I'll get some residual attention. You know how I love attention. Yeah. I was thinking, and you're not bothered about attention. No, no. So, like after the shows when we do top lot time machine, I'm always quite keen to go out and meet the audience. Yeah. And you don't like that so much. Well, it'd be great. Well, I don't, uh, I'm not against it. Mince. I just don't. I don't run out. You're, you're I don't run out like Liberace it. with my arms outstretched and no. shout no, my no. my public. You don't you crave do. it. I I yeah, crave that's it. That's right. Yeah, I crave it like an addict. Yeah, and I was so I was thinking it through the Atletico mints, and I was thinking, oh, it'll be really good because there'll be some people there who also like top yes. flight time machines. Yes, and they won't have any access to Bob and Andy because Bob and Andy will be safely on the stage. And as I understand it, at mints gigs, you have a whole line of security guards yeah. in yellow vests with their arms linked yeah. in front of the stage. Yeah, such is the 
hysteria with which the crowd try to reach, reach to touch uh, And you. then we're in helicopter on the roof afterwards, so yeah. like 30 yeah, seconds after we come off stage, then. yeah. So there is no access, but I will just be running free in the audience. You can menace. And, and I, wearing a T-shirt going, yes, that's right, I'm Sam Delaney. <laughs> and maybe a baseball cap saying it too. You could stand in the and, foyer, couldn't you, and just kind of greet yeah, people. I think I'm going to get a huge, I'm really hoping to get a huge amount of residual attention yeah. at your gig. Um, it's very much the crumbs from your table. And, and it's, well, it, I will be going there with a big bag to gather them up. Let's in. let's tell everyone it's the Monday show you're going to. I think isn't it on the twentieth yeah. at seven pm? Is that right? Yeah, that's the one. Be you'll the, be... I'll I'll try a t- little thing. I'll try and get there early if you <laughs> of course want. You will. Why not? I'll I'll get there early and I'll pose for photos. Do, do anything really, <laughs> literally anything. Maybe do funny voicemail messages for yeah. you. I don't I don't care. I'll do any of it. So so sad, but there we are. <laughs> And don't forget, you know, while we're talking about this... I might set a stall up out the front of the theatre on a (laughs) trestle table, you know, like a wallpapering table. Yes. With loads of pictures that I'm signing of myself. In the cold January night. Yeah. Yeah, freezing in fingerless gloves. (laughs) I'm going to say, let's mention as well, we are doing some Top Flight Time Machine shows as well in a a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Edinburgh, 1st of February. London, almost sold out now, 2nd of February. Leeds on the 3rd, Nottingham on the 4th. And it's the last chance to see our fantastic live show. Um, did you, uh, my uh, my brother Cass, who I haven't spoken about on the podcast no. for a while, uh, he went on he went on a marvelous adventure with his wife over the over the New Year period. Right. He um, he just got his Irish citizenship. He applied for his Irish citizenship, right. right, and he and he got it through. And then he thought he ought to honour the fact that he's got it by going. To the home and birthplace of my Irish grandfather, which is who basically yeah. qualified us to get Irish Have you got yours? No, I'm, I've got the paperwork. You're going to do it? It's been, yeah, I'm doing it. To, don't it's, you? A, it's a long process, but now my brother's got his through. It's given me the sort of inspiration yeah. to, to follow up. Anyway, he went it, on a whim. On New, It came through just before Christmas. On a whim on New Year's Eve, he decided to go there uh, to Ireland. So he drove to Hollyhead. <laughs> Right, he woke up in the morning and he thought, "Well, this I'm going to fucking island." In, in, he said to himself, as, "As in the song, Danny Boy, were the, were the pipes? Yeah. The pipes are calling. It, it's the pipes were calling him." <laughs> so he drove to Hollyhead. He got the ferry across to Dublin. He drove up somewhere outside of Dublin, stayed the night. That stayed had New Year's Eve in a nice hotel where there was um, Irish dancing and music. Of course, apparently. yeah. I'm I didn't like to. I do. I can imagine what went down, but I thought I don't want further details because I'm liking this story. <laughs> and then the next day he got up and he drove across the border to Newry in County Down, which is where our ancestors are from. Right. And he tracked down the house of uh, where my granddad grew up. Yeah. When he was a kid, so that was nice. And then the point in this story comes long after all of this. I'm, gonna, I'm just wondering when you do that sort of thing, you track down a house that has like historical family significance, yeah. and you go there. What do you do? Yeah. Do you just stand and have a look for a minute? Yeah, fuck off he didn't again? show me a photo. He could just be lying. He probably stayed in the hotel, hung over. To be honest, <laughs> oh, got, got I was a... good. At, I had great. I had big intentions, but in the end, I was that fucked. It was New Year's <laughs> Day. <laughs> I took a photo of it. Look there. Why does it say? Why does it say Google Street View in the top left hand corner <laughs> of that photograph? <laughs> why is it on a weird, grainy fisheye lens? <laughs> um, so, so that he did that, 
And then he went back to Belfast and he got a black cab tour of the Troubles. Oh, Where they right, take yeah. you to all the landmarks of the Troubles yeah. in a black cab. And you gawp at them. Mm-hmm. You gawp at the scenes of uh, local people's tragedy Death. and pain. Yeah. Um, so he enjoyed that. That did actually sound really interesting. And then, he, anyway, then he drove. Then he got a ferry from Belfast to somewhere like Strathclyde. And then he drove down Jesus. to the the Lake District, yeah. and they tracked this is him and his missus. And then they tracked. This is all spontaneous. They didn't know they were doing it yeah. until the morning. Of, and then they they tracked down the house just outside Penrith, where Withnail and I was filming. Right, right. <laughs> and they went along, and it's not a tourist attraction. It's just owned as a normal residence. All oh, right, okay. Right, but my brother went over and just chatted up the bloke whose house it is and convinced him to let them in for a look around (laughs) and to take some photos, which they did. So the interior shots were were in that house as well, were they? That's in the film? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's been renovated a lot, but there's a lot of graffiti by fans of famous lines. I can't remember what it is, but... Yeah, just famous bits and bobs, lines from the film, graffitied around the outside of the house. The thing is, I, I work with Ridley Scott, and he's, he's in the films <laughs> We're as thinking well. of doing a remake, but with Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> and Denzel Washington as Withnail and I. And Uncle Monty, he's going to be played by Gambon. Would you like me to tell you all about Ridley Scott's hand dryers in his toilets? They are fucking amazing. And I tell you what, right? If you give the green light to Ridley shooting the old thing here, right? He says that gratis, he will have a couple of them installed in your rig. <laughs> And not many people get that, see? <laughs> now, in With Nell and I 2, right, it's called <laughs> With Nell and I 2, right? They're back. <laughs> They're back. And one of them is now a cyborg, right? <laughs> I, he's he's a cyborg. And the other one, With Nell, he's not quite dead, but he's all rigged up like the Emperor in that new Star Wars film. <laughs> he's on the end of a crane. <laughs> and it's the future, and it's roses are blooming all over the gaff, even in January. In January. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of it. To be honest, is about global warming. Actually, we might, we might change the title before. It, there's a, there's a working title of uh, "When the Roses Bloomed," but we don't know if they're going to use that or not. <laughs> anyway, right, blah blah blah. He's gone to with no light, and then the final night, he stayed in a some sort of hotel, not very nice, like B and B or something. Mm. I don't know. In the Lake District in Cumbria, and I said, "What an amazing thing." I said, and was it a lovely place you stayed in? Because he'd said the places in Ireland had been great. I said, was it a lovely place you stayed in England? He went, no. He went, the thing is, English hospitality doesn't exist. He goes, Scottish hospitality, first class. Irish hospitality, amazing. Welsh hospitality, incredible. As soon as you get to fucking England, everyone's a fucking cunt. (laughs) Everyone's just pissed off you've turned up at their place, which is a business designed to encourage people to come to it. They're just fucked up. It's the same in cafes, restaurants, pubs, <laughs> bars, hotels. Everywhere you go, it's like, oh, fucking hell. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, we turned up at this hotel. He goes, and we'd, you know, we'd just come off the back of two wonderful hotel stays in different parts of Ireland where they couldn't, it was like coming home to family mm. and they don't, you don't just meet them first time. Turns up in England. He goes, I'd called. And it was like, hello. Hello. I'm, uh, oh, no, he hadn't called. He just turned up on the other side. Hello. Hello, I was wondering if you had any rooms for the night. Do you have like a that. room? And the, the bloke looks them up and down and he literally goes, Oh, yeah, are you the people? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Cass just sort of shrugged and went, well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and the bloke sort of going like, don't try me funny, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, no, I don't. What people? <laughs> we are people. We're not the people. We're just some people. I don't know if we're the people. Oh, yeah. Are you the people? Fucking <laughs> hell. And I thought, it's kind of true, you know. I think like, it is, yeah. England. I think, yeah, you and I are both English. That's one thing we have in common. But I think England is the least good of the four countries, isn't it? I think we fa- we probably found that just from the live shows that we've done over yeah, the last few did. months. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Definitely. But Still, you don't want to take us to Ireland, do you? Did you see that geezer? He was he emailed us and said, "Are you coming to Dublin?" And I was nearly a right cunt and wrote back, "Andy doesn't want." I haven't to. said I don't want to. I said we'll wait and see where the dust settles with Brexit. I'm sure you said fuck going no. outside of the country. No, 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 no. Is there money to be Mind made? Mind you, from I it? may have I may have suggested a show in Brazil. You might have been talking about that. <laughs> which on reflection I probably was getting a bit excitable. Yeah. Yeah, you did you did uh, embrace the uh, the showbiz lifestyle quite a bit when we did it. <laughs> we got to go to Brazil. <laughs> we got to the fucking moon. Uh that's it. That's <laughs> it for this episode. We'll be back with mailbag. Thank you. Thank you for all of your um riddles oh yeah they've been great we'll do that and tomorrow. on tomorrow's mailbag uh, episode we will be reading out your riddles a riddle special we've also still got the john timbrell thing to update on as well so we'll do yeah. that as well so plenty yeah. to come uh thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed it if you haven't fuck off keep it canty Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.